Lord forgive me for what the stove did. Nobody touched the billy until hope did. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. All right, I want to welcome Lubbock to score in. If you're just tuning in, we've pretty much been talking about, uh, we talked, I opened up with Masters, just giving a congrats to Rom. Uh, you know, a lot of people are quick to say, hey, this is the best golfer in this era. Look at, he's on this run. But I would tell people, proceed with caution uh, because, um, you know, I've seen this before. I mean, Rory had his run. It's been 10 years since he won a major. Um, I've seen Kepka. He's had his run. He's cooled off tremendously in the last year, too. He's struggling to get find his game. He talks about it in that documentary that I started watching on Netflix. Um so we talked about that, and I kind of ended it with, with Tiger, um, saying that my view kind of changed a little bit after this weekend because it comes to the point where, you know, if you just can't do it anymore, you can't do it. And it's not from a standpoint of golf itself. It's just physically walking 18 holes and using your legs and lower body, which has just been shattered and put together back in pieces for him to go out there on that level on a world stage like that it's just I'd rather basically just see him and have the memories like he's still going to be around the game at some point but not going out there even a made just to get 18 holes off of him and he doesn't have enough juice to finish so you have to wonder um is how much longer is he really going to do this you know, because I think Tiger, from a guy that I knew for from day one, he was never stepping foot on no senior tour. He's bigger than that. I knew it because at that time, guys, you know, they it's a senior tour. The guys is dominant. You know, they go there, it keeps them going. Tiger, no, he's not playing the senior tour. And that was even before all the his body start failing with the car accident and all this. So I think. The reason why I bring that up because the pride factor. I think he is a guy of pride that he's not going to continue to do that. I think, and be honest with you, I think he's, um, is it the British Open? I think the British Open, he's coming up on his last year of eligibility, I mean, being exempt on the British uh, tour. I think it's on the British, if I'm not mistaken. It's one of them. I think it's the British or the PG. I think it's the British Open. So, you know, it's coming to a point where you're only playing a four or six game, I mean, excuse me, four to six tournament schedule every year. I mean, it is what it is, you know. So we talked about that, and then we got into the NBA. Uh, since we have the play-in set um, and the playoffs pretty much set, uh, we were talking about really what took place with the Mavericks, um, which I think is just totally an embarrassment. I mean, you know, from the standpoint that you cannot have an owner. And, you know, Kid was put in a tough spot. And, 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 and you know, this makes me – and if you look at the clues leading up to this, this almost makes me believe like this was something that was going. This was part of a plan like they had to play an A, B and C, but they had discussed this exact scenario because then a few days before this all taking place on Saturday, you hear Cuban telling me, oh, it's not this. It's not. I'll take responsibility. It's not Jason Kidd's fault. He's not going anywhere. You know, I miscalculated on the fact of the game changing and the up-tempo and the speed of the game. And, you know, I kind of put him in a tough spot. And, you know, and that's the same time he's going about the Brunson thing. Oh, well, it was happening until his dad got involved. So a lot of chatter before this all blew up Saturday, which um, you just can't have. Because the league has this perception of 
hey, this tanking situation, this, you know, rules to sit there and say you've got to let people know hours ahead if you're going to arrest people. And due to the fact that this is tied in directly from keeping another team from owning their pick and trying to make sure they get a pick, because they really just said that, hey, we don't think we're good enough to even win the playing game or what's the use of even going in because we're not good enough to win a series to come down to this last minute and then basically have the owner make the decision. You listen to Jason Kidd pregame and his pregame press conference and you look into, and they were trying to pin it like, hey, you agree with this? Uh, they're my bosses. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure Jason Kidd didn't agree with this. But the reality of it is, is you put him out to dry you know, their GM and Mark Cuban, like, hey, this is just where we're going to do it. Then you had surface reports saying that, hey, Luca is growing weary of this and could be demanding a trade. Now, Luca's come out and say, hey, man, I'm happy in Dallas, but some things got to change. First of all, what's getting lost in all the shuffle, what I've been telling y'all, he's part of the problem. Luca's part of the problem. This ain't his fault what took place, the decision that came up top to really throw this last game and not make the playoffs. I'm not putting that on him, but the whole fact the way the team is and how they underachieve in this whole situation in regards to his effort and the leadership, a lot of their not being where Luca thinks they should be or taking that next step, he needs to look in the mirror. But I believe, you know, Adam Silver, this, I mean, he's been, in my opinion, he's been very light on fines, man. And that's the reason why I think the league, the owners and the players, they take his kindness for his weakness. They're, temp they're borderline just running over him to the fact like, well, he's just going to do it. And ain't nothing going to talk about it. He ain't going to do nothing about it. I'm just going to blast the ref. I'm going to say they just suck and cuss him out. And ain't nothing I'm going to do about it. David Stern ruled in fear. Didn't care too much for the man. Never met him in my life. But David Stern was one of those characters that either you loved him or you hate him. There was no in-between. But I will tell you this, there's no way a lot of this stuff, the way the players talk about the refs in regards to this stuff that Cuban pulled, there's no way this stuff would be going under David Stern's watch because the, uh, the, the hammer fist be coming down. I've been asking certain situations like, hey, you got to send a message, you got to send a message. And Adam Silver has come up kind of lame with some of these weak fines they've given out. He needs to dock them. They, they shouldn't own their pick. Regardless, this whole thing to manipulate, to keep it away from the New York Knicks, who's going into the playoffs at this time. And this is off a trade years ago to manipulate this. You should basically go ahead and lose your pick anyway, because the evidence is there that this was about. And you cannot. And that's why I say this for last, not to make it all about that, but it's a big part of it. You cannot be in bed and taking money from sport book casinos and basically sponsorship in the NBA. OK, and then basically allow this to go on and basically your sport to this obvious and this being this egregious. This is this is this to me, this is different than you're like, hey, you know what? We're going to play a bunch of young guys because we're just going to get in the draft. We're not gonna, this is even on a different level than this, even though it's in the ballpark. This is on a different level because it's so calculated. The reason why if it wasn't for that trade that they did a few years ago. And basically the Knicks or whoever earning the right to their pick in this year, they would have played that game. They would have tried to get in the playing game and let the chips fall. But they didn't. And that's the reason why the system and the way the lottery and the draft system, it is broken in the NBA. Don't have the answers how to do it. They thought that basically, you know, um, they've tried to do a little things here and there thinking they fixed the problem, but it's not. They changed the percentages on the ping pong balls because if you are, it, it's not, it's not working. It's not working. 
And this whole play-in tournament, I mean, we, we hadn't take time because really I didn't want to. But we hadn't really take time to go in all to the CBA and this stuff they agreed to about a week ago. And part of this was agreeing to play this play-in game. Um, not play-in game, but this in-middle season tournament, which is just dumb. It's dumb. I mean, I don't even know. They can't even sold me what the purpose of trying to do this for. But that was a bad look for the Mavericks, and they need to come down heavy. Mark Cuban should be fined heavy because Jason Kidd, he put Jason Kidd in, the, in a tough spot, but that's just the way I feel about that. 877-37-GRIND. All right, moving on, uh, but sticking with basketball. So you have that fiasco. So if you look at uh, some of the playoff matchups, before we get into that, the Timberwolves, okay, they're going to be playing the Lakers on a play-in game. But if you look at the Timberwolves yesterday, Rudy Gobert, Ends up basically getting into a disagreement with Slow Mo, okay, aka Kyle Anderson, on the sideline. And really, I already know what Kyle probably was telling him because Rudy's lazy ass probably didn't go ahead and rotate or get back or try to rebound. And it was something in regards to that. And I think, I think there's some reports saying that, you know, uh, Kyle told him to, uh, you know, shut the F up. But I know probably what he got on him for. But what you got? Well, he reportedly also continually called him the B word. What Kyle called him the mm -hmm. wow. Kyle's about that life, huh? Would have never known it down here. Okay, and followed the kid at uh, UCLA. I think that's where he's from. UCLA, uh, slow mo. Um, look, let's just talk about the T Wolves and the head coach. First of all. I mean, you got, look, what do they do? Give up like five first-round picks for Rudy Gobert or four? Yeah. Okay. First of all, just look at the draft capital that they gave up to get this guy, which when, which when they did it, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I've seen Rudy play for the last few years. The guy has no post moves. All he really does is rebound, which is important. He can rebound and block shots occasionally and is in the running for defensive player of the year. Okay. But also you're thinking you're going to bring this veteran guy to be a leader to these young guys. And what does Rudy do? Rudy probably gets mad because what Kyle Anderson, probably other than calling the B word, a female dog, pretty much just told him straight up what he wasn't doing is doing his job. And Rudy Gobert probably like looked at Kyle like, you Kyle Anderson. Like Pop didn't even want you and you had a nerve to talk to me like this. It's an embarrassment, man. It's a bear. And it proves to me, and I've been telling you, the coach of the Minnesota T-Wolves have lost control of this team a long time ago. Now, granted, they started to play a little bit better. Uh, you know, in the probably, you know, it took them about maybe about two weeks after the all-star break, two or three weeks to really start hitting their stride. They really didn't hit their stride to really about the beginning of late February, the beginning of March. Okay. Uh, they've been a disappointment starting of the season because this is one of the teams that I thought that was smelling their own piss, listening, looking, you know, licking their, you know, their, their success wounds from last year. You know, their young guard, I think, basically is one of the best players in the game. But he came in feeling himself a little bit. And still, he started taking it a little bit serious. And this Rudy Gobert trade did just not work. It didn't make any sense. Him and Carl Anthony Towns, and I granted Towns missed a lot of games this year. But the times they were on the court, it never did look like it would even mesh. And on top of that, and just to let you know in regards to what I have felt about this coach, because I think he's kind of got a little exposed this year, um, Jaden McDaniels, he's never going to live this down. I mean, this is a guy, you're getting ready to go in the playoffs. You're playing to play in this playing game, and you get upset, and you punch a wall that's not going to give, and you fracture your hand. 
So you have the Rudy Gobert fight, and then you have him fracturing his hand by punching a wall that he knows is not going to give. He's not there for his teammates. He's never going to live this down. Like, how dumb can you be? And I hate to be like that, and I hate to be calling young brothers dumb. I hate to do that, especially in front of the public, especially in America, you know, on this platform. But there, look, man, like I said, I'll use my double standard card, but there are some dumbass brothers in the league, and I'll say it. It really is because they, they, they make everybody look bad. Like, how in the hell are you going to sit there? And what is that going to prove? Like, you couldn't even wait till like, you got back in the locker room. You had to wait so cameras could see, and you punch your hand, and you're broke. You, you broke your hand. So now you're going to be without Rudy Gobert because his report saying they sent him home. He ain't coming to the trip. to the And, I don't, and to me – I would like to say that they didn't have to take a team vote to that. Because you know out of that video what jumped out to me is the couple of players that, you know, normally you have some disagreements and stuff on the sideline. Hell, there was one with the Clippers game yesterday. You know, uh, uh, they got into it on the sideline in the Clippers game yesterday. But you have these situations. But normally you have teammates. They're trying to break everything up. Kyle Anderson had two people that came to Kyle's defense against Rudy Gobert. That tells you a lot, too. Now, Rudy might be the outsider. I mean, Kyle wasn't drafted by that organization either, but that kind of lets you know where Rudy Gobert sits in that locker room anyway. And Rudy Gobert, he's got character issues. Like, he's the guy that jokes around too damn much. He was the first dude sports guy to come out probably with the COVID situation and thought it was all funny to be touching all mics and everything on his way out. Okay? He's done nothing to elevate his game. He has no post moves. And they gave up a ransom to get him for what? To send him home. They got him for this reason and his ass because he can't control his emotions or he's pissed off because Kyle has called him out on some real stuff. Ain't even going to be here. And this is the matchup. What, what number matchup is this? This is with the Lakers. They got the Lakers, right? Yeah, that would be 7-8. So, uh, Woj, Woj reporting today um, that, of course, Gobert being suspended – for the first game, and that's why he's not traveling. But he does say, uh, two hours ago, uh, said that he is expected to return if the Timberwolves lose to the Lakers, which would set up their you know, play-in uh, game on Friday then, um, or advance to the Western Conference playoffs uh, with the win. So he is expected to be joining the team after just one game suspension. And, and again, that, that, that shows me... Um, that's a spineless situation of an organization right there. Because to me, I understand what you gave up for him, but you still got your player. You still got young guys on this team. I would look at that situation like you're not coming back unless we get into the play. Like until we get into a four out of seven. You're going to miss this game, and even if we lose this game and we got to play a do or die on Friday or whenever that's going to be, you're going to miss that one too. Because you've got to send a message. The Minnesota T-Wolves are not competing for any championship this year. They're not. They're fortunate just to be in this situation. They took a step back this season. They really did. They looked promising last year because of the run they made, but they have taken a step back. So to me, you've got to send a you've got to send a message that that's not tolerated. You can't be punching other teammates on TV like that. You just can't. And especially if you ain't got no skins that you ain't got no skins on the wall. And he doesn't. He doesn't. And he just got mad because he had Kyle Anderson, which a lot of people, his peers, everybody looks at Kyle. He's a smart, heady player, but he's a role player. He's always going to be a role player. And he he got in his feelings. But now, you know, that 
on top of you got, you know, basically a player punching a wall and hurting himself. You, that, that, that's culture problems, man. That's culture problems. What do you got? And to that point, so Chris Finch, the head coach, uh, he was the one to back up Gobert when Gobert was attacking the refs the other week. Chris Finch, got he got fined for his comments in attacking the refs the other week. Um, with this collapse in the locker room, how far in the playoffs do they have to go to save his job? Or is he just one of those, he's going to join Steven Silas and others um, looking for new homes this, this offseason? Well, I mean, I just think personally, you know, it depends on what happens in these last couple games. I mean, they did make the playoffs last year. I just feel like he – I've been seeing this kind of brewing all season long with the T-Wolves. Um, look, personally, if, if you look at it, if you want to say, is he going to be a guy that's looking for another job? I mean, Silas, Steven Silas, I want to talk about because I'm going to put those in two different situations. Those are two different categories uh, when you talk about what happened to Steven Silas, which I'll talk about that when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. All right, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pendleton Whiskey. Keep in mind, uh, Pendleton Whiskey 
All right, is a oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier fed spring water is added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pinland whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and rich complex flavor. And also don't forget Pinland whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and the fiscal, official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the PBR Velocity Tour. That is Pinland whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind and the official whiskey of the sports grind as well too. Eight seven seven three seven grind okay so uh real quick uh back on the nba front uh so minnesota it's just um it, it's just a tough situation and to answer your question um about the coach i don't anticipate him being i think next year it would probably be uh now would i be shocked if he's let go after this year i doubt it uh, I wouldn't be shocked, but I would just say I doubt it very seriously that they're going to let him go off of last year's success in this. They'll just take it. Oh, let's see what happens. But I think definitely he's a coach next year that will probably be under some type of pressure in regards to what you want to say, a warm seat or a hot seat, whatever you want to use. Now, when you ask me about the rocket situation, when you bring up Steven Silas and saying like Steven Silas, let me tell you something, man. Um, Steven Silas was done dirty, but I will basically tell you, this is a trend going on in regards to, in our community, the brothers, and it's been going on for a while and in either sport. I mean, they fired this man when they pretty much told him that he would, they were tanking, you know, Brett Brown got to sit in Philly for like three years while they were trusting the process. Okay. Todd Bowles, I've told this story before. The Jets, same thing. The Jets, when Todd was there, they sold off everybody. They were able to go ahead and they sold off Mangle. They sold all the pieces. Oh, we're going to build Todd, fire Todd Bowles. Period. Down IH10, H Town, candy paint, swinging things. The Texans. Okay, did it two years in a row to their coaches. Well, we're going to tank. Well, don't worry about it. I know we lose. The, oh, bye. We don't need you. It just seems to happen quite often to to our coaches, the cultures and the coaches. I tell you, I don't ever go that way all the time unless I think it's warranted. It, it, it is a sad situation because everybody and their mama knows what's going on, but you're going to fire him when he was instructed from the front office to tank, just like Jason Kidd was instructed to throw that game on Saturday. Those they came and this is who's not playing and this who is just like those those instructions came down. Silas got the same construction on what kind of 82 game season was going to be for the Rockets. But they fired him. Brent Brown got the, the 76ers was trash during the trust the process. I don't even remember none of them teams approving under Brent Brown, but he kept his job. It's terrible, terrible. Now, the word has it on the street that Nick Nurse, head coach of the Toronto Raptors, could be taking over for Houston. If that's true, that means there's some big bucks coming from Nick Nurse and possibly some compensation. I don't even know what Nick's contract situation is with Toronto, but I would be surprised if they just let Nick Nurse walk. I don't know what his contract situation is, but where there's smoke, there's fire. Evidently, the Rockets 
okay, uh, and Maury, them guys that run the Rockets, whoever the hell, so he's not there no more. But the ownership, evidently they've got their eyes set on um, Nick Nurse, head coach of Toronto, which I've been saying Nick Nurse is a good coach. I mean, he didn't get credit because of Kawhi Leonard, and everybody thought, oh, that was for Kawhi. Golden State got hurt. Nah, Nick Nurse can coach. You know, I can't name you the starting five on Toronto, and I do sports talk living for a living, and most people can't even tell you besides Siakam and Van Fleet who else is on that squad. And right there they're heading in regards to the play, uh, playoff situation. 877-37 ground. What you got? Uh, Nurse uh, is with uh, his contract goes through next year, 2023-2024, uh, one of the highest paid coaches in the NBA, $8 million per year. Yeah, so if Houston, if they really want him, they're going to have to uh, come up with some type of uh, probably compensation for Toronto. Um, this could, I wouldn't be surprised if this parlays into an extension for Nick Nurse with Toronto, but um, I've always had respect uh, for Nick Nurse, but I just think it's a sad, unfortunate situation what happened to Coach Silas uh, in regards to firing him like that. And really, like, not even waiting, like, not even making it, like, kind of hiding it. Like, firing him before the season's really barely not even, you know, in the ground yet. Black Monday. Yeah. Literally. On that note, Dwayne Casey's also out in Detroit. There goes another one. He is moving to a front office position, but... Oh, is that what they call it? he's out. Oh, that's what they call it. Hey, man. You know, knowing that Casey's passion is about coaching, it ain't being no... Front office job, that could be anything. My brother, you know, we've been running... The coffee's been running cold by 11 o'clock. We're going to give you a job to go ahead and make sure the coffee's all right. Another one. Detroit, Tank, and Wimby. Wimby. I mean... But you, you, bottom line, the way I take this, you can stomach it. It ain't too many jobs like this. But hey, hey, brother, at least it's on your resume. We'll put in a good word for you. I mean, come on. So, so you mean to tell me, and I didn't even know that until you're giving me this down the wire. So, Silas, I knew about coming into the show. So on top of that, Detroit has made a decision just while we're on air that they're firing their head coach. Uh, not while we were on air. Over the weekend. Uh, I yesterday. didn't see that one. So, yes. um, yeah, it, it came okay. down yesterday, him moving up. In, in the, and don't forget, too, as we're having this conversation, it was Casey who was coach of the year, the year he got fired in Toronto, <laughs> the year before they land Kawhi and Nick Nurse went helps the team win a title and everything like that. So he got fired as coach of the year. And now he in the situation where he's at with Detroit, again, it almost seems more like a stepping down. He's out, and the team has negotiated him moving into the front office. But, yeah. A firing is a firing, man. Like, again, I don't think Casey, unless he says otherwise, I don't think Casey ever had a patch. Because if that was the case and got let in Toronto, Casey would have been implying for a front office job. Evidently, he wants to coach. Evidently, he was used, again, in regards to, uh, uh, you know, just, hey, you stomach this while we tank and then we'll get that talent and we'll get somebody in here who thinks better than you to come and coach this team. I've given you two professional sports and examples of it. Football, I named two coaches. There's happened to three coaches I've told you about by two different organizations. NBA, we're seeing twice over this weekend that's basically happened. It just seems to seem that it's just comes to that 
Okay, as as we talk about, there's not enough minorities in in basically coaching position. There's not enough in the front office job. I think this is something else we need to bring to the light. That some of the times, some of these brothers just being used as stepping stones because nobody else wants to sit there through 82 games or a 16, 17 week schedule and go through that when you know the plans of the up top is that we're not really trying to win this particular season. Okay, now there's one other thing. What do you got? Well, for what it's worth, in Houston, again, Woj reporting, um, among the candidates to replace Silas in Houston are Ime Yudoka, uh, Kenny Atkinson, and uh, well, and then Frank Vogel, uh, also noting the Nick Nurse if he's an option. So, I'm gonna so what do you I'm mean gonna, by I'm going to temper slightly the um, you know removing of two black head coaches because you do have candidates available for the Houston job. So you so and what is that? That doesn't say anything to me. That doesn't say anything to me. The bottom line of it is that doesn't temper anything. What it tempers is is that black coaches and the NFL and the NBA get used for tank jobs and they know that they're not coaches. So they get fired. So it goes on their resume, they get fired. But it doesn't have a disclaimer there. Well, why would you fire? Well, technically, the front office told me we weren't trying to uh, win. We traded all our best players, but they, and then they just fired. So there's no disclaimer on it. I don't care. They can hire five. They can get five coaches, black candidates from the Nation of Islam. And I still wouldn't change my, stat, my, my take in regards to this is a trend that happens in different sports to African-American coaches. We, it's, it's lighted on how many of, of not on the Division One college level. It's very documented in regards to the rehires that a lot of African-American coaches don't get rehires. I'm bringing this to the light that this needs to be talked about too. So, so this is reality. I'm giving you the NFL, two organizations in the Jets. Houston did it back-to-back years. Well, don't forget you also have Flores out in Miami and, and the you know, reports that he was offered $100,000 for losses and uh, Wilkes in Arizona. No, there you go. Wrong. Well, keep it up. I mean, you're the one that's throwing me alley-oops to dunk it in. <laughs> I, I mean, at the same time, you're trying to pump the brakes. Like, hold on, Cal. Don't go that crazy. They got about six black candidates lined up. No, nah, but then you're giving me layoffs. But, hey, man, don't forget about them. Exactly. I walk it every day. I see it. I live it. And I feel like bringing it to the airwaves today. I live it. And at the end of the day, this is ridiculous. And that's the reason why. That's the reason why that basically this is a topic that goes around this situation that the rest of America is tired of hearing about it. But the reality of it is it doesn't go anywhere. It's always a double standard. Like I told you, Brett Brown, that I do not even want to come close to taking over this team in the 2-1-0 when Pop leaves, show no progress in Philly. And sat there for three years with basically a total of maybe 25, 30 wins in three seasons and kept his job. There it is. Somebody had to help me in hockey. I don't know if that qualifies. And managers, I mean, hell, Dusty Baker, another one. Dusty didn't get, he didn't get verified from his talents until he had to go win a damn World Series. But what kind of job did he take? Hey, man, you know, everybody's got Everybody thinks we cheating. We got banged on who trash cans. Who really wants to sit in this mess? I don't know. Call Dusty up. He'll do it. You should. Yeah, man, bro, he'll do it. But Dusty had other plans. He brought a world championship. Now people, now they got to wonder, it's like, did Dusty want to stay around our ass after this season? Because I don't know if Dusty's got an extension. I mean, come on, man. I mean, come on. Like I said, don't kill the messenger. 
Don't kill it because I'm just showing the mirror because I'm just putting the mirror up there. This is crazy. Like I've said forever about me, even for the new audience. As a minority, as a black man, I'm okay. There, look, in this country, that's fine. You don't want to live next to me? Because the color of my skin, that's fine. You don't want to hang out with, I'm cool with that. Not everybody's going not everybody's gonna feel a certain way. I, I'm mature enough to know that. The thing that pisses me off and when it comes down to business, when when that, when when basically when people can't just see it's about the wins and losses, and people can't see it's just about should be about the color of green. But nine times out of ten, it's not. And that's the stuff that basically would make a calm, clue-collected brother like myself turn like almost like damn near uh, Malcolm X or, or pretty much uh, whoever else you want to see, Farrakhan, when it comes to business. Man, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, man. I forgot all about Wilkes. That's an organ, and they do it to him. And this is he's that brother's coaching for an organization that charges their own players for food in the cafeteria. That's some old Donald Sterling stuff. Where Sterling used to charge his players for Gatorade. The writing was on the wall with Donald Sterling even before the the, the chick set him up. I mean, come on, man. I'd love to get him off the record. I would love to get Wilkes off the record. I would love to get. A silence off the record. I would like to say, hey, what did they exactly tell Prime example. His orders came down in October. The same way the orders came down to Jason Kidd on Saturday morning. From the owner, like, hey, kid. This, that's why I tell you, that's why, kid, that's why Cuban was running his mouth last week that he was having these one-liners quotes. Oh, it ain't kid's fault. Kid, I, I failed, kid. You know, the game that sped up and, you know, the cho choices. Made. Oh, and Brunson, his daddy messed everything up. Didn't want to take blame on that because you took him for granted. No, his daddy messed him up. Why? Because he had some certain demands that he wanted. Did you thought that you were offended by? They should be fine heavily. But my point is, it came from the ownership. Rockets, hey, there's a kid called Wimby. Hey, man, you know, we've got the top three. This is what we're doing. You're going to have a chance to coach. You're going to, you, we're going to build a young nucleus for you. You're going to have a chance to coach these guys young. Oh, well, okay, well, let's go. When the mission's done, hey, sorry, man, it just didn't work out for you. Hey, man, we didn't make the play. We're, we're picking third. We can't do that. What? I thought you said, nah, I, I understand. Reminds me of that old uh, Dre Day video with, with, with Snoop, with the Dre, when they had, they were imitating um, the uh, the head guy, Ruthless Records at the time, that was talking to Easy. Go, boy, you go, you go. You're going to be a star. It's terrible terrible and you know what before i move on from this, this is another thing i'll take that made me think about this you look at the rockets now you tell me detroit now you can ask these coaches and you can ask these teams like hey well why will we just lose look i know he's sitting on about a lot more wins than any of these other coaches and i understand who he is but i'm gonna bring it full circle back to home as well too because there's a team down here that feels like they've been in the Wimby Stakes for the last two years, three years. And like I said, I ain't counting these play-in games for the Spurs. As far as I'm concerned, the last time they've been in the playoffs was when they were the eighth seed and lost to Denver to the one seed. That's, that's what I say. Damn this whole play-in. So to me, arguably, the question needs to be, you know, you have to really evaluate where a team, when you go through seasons like this, and this is the reason why I'm so hard on this situation when you tell me what happened to Detroit, their coach and Silas, is because it's a situation that if everybody's on the same page, 
or the person that's making the decisions needs to know this is where we stand. This is the expectations. But you just saw another few coaches that got exit out and told the difference. Like, hey, man, we're going to have to go in a different direction after some like dismal, dismal, excuse me, type of seasons they had. And that's the reason why, like I said, man, the guy will never, ever get on airwaves as long as I'm in this region and call for that man's job because I think he's done too much for the city. He's done too much for this organization and he fights the good fight. But at the end of the day, it makes you it looks at you and I'll steady shine the light. There is a big difference in professional sports when you don't have an owner and you don't have a face in the owner in regards to certain situations when you get in like this, like the 210. So basically, you got two out of the three teams that really went into the Wimby all-in. Two of them lost their coaches over the weekend. Godfather's still standing. Okay? Which is nothing wrong with that. I, I mean, because I'm mean, I not even being funny. Because at the end of the day, regardless how bad this looks, that man has earned the right to say exit stays left when he's ready to. This is just because of the market we're in, this could only go like this in a market. I don't care. Pop could have five titles and be coaching in L.A. He would have been done. He could have been in New York ball. He could have been done. Okay, there's going to become a time with Bill Belichick. If he doesn't figure out this Josh Allen and Tua situation here over the next few years, you're going to be hearing about situations coming down that they're going to be putting pressure out there on the we out there on that state on, on Robert Kraft and what they're going to do. It depends on the market. But I just told you, three out of the teams that went into the Wimby sweepstakes all in 6 October, two of them except one lost to coach over the weekend. But the last time this organization was in this situation where they did it, that coach, speaking of Bob Hill, he lost his job. And he was fired by the guy that said, no, I think I want to coach now. By the name of Greg Powell. He's the one, hey, I need to talk to you, Bob. Come in here, hey, man. It's been tough. Well, David ain't been, I know, man. David was hurt. I know, I know, man. But, you know, thank you, man. We, You know, I love everything you did. Well, who's going to coach? Uh, we're going to worry about that. Two days later on the ticker on case at 12 Coach Pops from GM. Hey, and the rest is history. I mean, it is five titles later. I mean, come on, man. They need to have a category for that, you know. The jobs brothers take. If you want tanking, there's, there should be a blueprint to this. You got to have the right coach, though, that's going to tolerate it. Listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosakis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. 
Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.